my God, I would have like a spreadsheet with exactly like suddenly how my life was going to look entirely different. And I'd be doing, you know, I'd be doing, you know, yoga from six until seven, yes. you know, a run from seven till 7.30. From, then, then I'll have a green like, juice. Then I'll have a, yeah, I was going to say a green smoothie and a wheatgrass. And then, you know, I, I mean, I used to go hardcore on those New Year's resolutions. Yep. Only um, to give yeah. them up, you know, till about weeks the 15th. Yeah. <laughs> it's Women Like You, the podcast for women who hate working out but know they should. I'm Gab, I'm an audio producer and journalist. And I'm Sarah, I'm a GP and I work in fertility and women's health. And we acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're on today and pay our respects to their elders past and present. So it's that time of year in Australia where we are bombarded with fitness ads about shredding for summer and getting your beach bod ready. These ads, they used to be kind of from New Year's, yeah. but so that you could, you know, set your weight loss goals. But now they are popping up anytime from about August, I reckon. Yeah, isn't it that stupid saying? I don't know if you've ever seen this, but it's like your summer body is created in winter. Oh, awesome. Cool, <laughs> summer cool, cool. body's created in winter. Start now. Anyway, some good news is that more Australians are giving this idea of the summer shred the big finger and are instead choosing to prioritise party season and, you know, just generally having a fucking life, which you know, we love to see. We love to see. <laughs> but before we get to uh, why that is, uh, how the bloody hell are you? Because, you know, we've we skipped a week. We did. We did. I feel I feel like a broken record here sometimes. I'm so sorry there was no episode last week. I was sick again. No. And I could have sworn it was COVID, but at least according to my rapid antigen tests, it was not. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, after a solid week in bed, I am feeling, I reckon, about 90% better. And I'm very much hoping that my voice holds out for this episode. <laughs> um, and oh, most of all, I'm really hoping that this is the last flu like illness that I see in a very long time. So. You know, we often do a little bit of a, an exercise update at the beginning of uh, these apps. And, uh, you know, I have definitely not been sufficiently active lately, but for good reason. Yeah. Um, although I, I remember telling you that uh, I did get my heart rate up to almost 140 by simply watering some plants when I was sick. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm literally talking a tiny, you know, a tiny little watering can. Like yep. it's, it's probably two litres. Um, and, and look, it's a really good reminder for everyone why it is so important to rest when you are sick because you you basically your heart rate's already up. I was probably had a fever at the time. So, you know, when you're sick, please rest. But yeah, I, I'm feeling pretty good now. I'm looking forward to some gentle walks over the weekend and hopefully getting my post-flu fitness back. <laughs> I did watch a lot of bloody good television though. Yeah. Um, I got through all of Succession yes! for the first time. I I'd kind of, I'd held off on it. Everyone had told me how wonderful it was and I was like, yeah, I don't know, rich people, whatever. Um, <laughs> but based on the yeah. Murdochs doesn't necessarily <laughs> seem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. And then I got, I, I smashed through the most most recent season of The Crown, and I yes. also knocked over a beautiful book by Australian author Brooke McCallery titled Care, which I can highly recommend, particularly if you, like many of us, are feeling pretty exhausted. 
and in need of a little bit of care as this year comes to an end. So, oh, yeah, that sounds awesome. You can say that uh, here we are on an exercise podcast and I've been watching <laughs> TV and reading books. <laughs> well, you know, we, we did cover this year off the back of your first bout with COVID. We oh, did, yes. We did yes. cover, you know, when it's okay or safe to get back into exercise after an illness similar to COVID or after COVID. Yeah. You know, I remember you talking about like the inflammatory process that happens mm. during that and, you know, the, the body trying to recover. And, and it's actually, it's a lot slower than you think in terms of when it's okay to get back into exercise. Like you shouldn't be bouncing back. You no, know? no. Particularly if you're, you know, if the sort of exercise that you're doing is, you know, moderate to high intensity and it's, you know, really getting your heart rate up, really getting your respiratory rate up, you know, you need to, you need to give your body enough time because, you know, the truth is that they're already up yeah. um, and uh, and you can potentially do yourself some harm by overdoing it too soon. So I won't be. Good. Mind <laughs> you, I don't often need too much uh, encouragement to take yeah, it easy. <laughs> oh, the old exercise sloth, uh, you know, DNA oh, kick, kicks yeah. back in. I mean, I, I might I might just have to take another week off when, ep- when what is it, season four of uh, Succession drops next year. <laughs> Hi, Greg. Um, so, <laughs> honestly, oh, that, that Matthew McFadden's character, Tom, is like the standout oh for me. Seriously. I had no idea he was British. He is. And also, like, oh, oh he played Mr. Darcy in the in the Pride and Prejudice film oh remake. God, That's Darcy, did. yeah. <laughs> All right. Mind so is he's blown. gone from like this beautiful character to like this just hideous. <laughs> but the thing is, the thing about Tom, oh. that character, and, and Greg, obviously, as well, is that I reckon. That they were they were just bit parts, but those actors exactly totally nailed those yeah. characters so well that they've actually been written more into the story yeah. as the seasons have progressed. It's so good, so good. Fun, fun fact: Cousin Greg does a little cameo in a recent <laughs> episode of The Simpsons. Does he? Cousin yes. Greg. Oh, that's so good. Cousin Greg. Oh, so good. Oh man. All right, back to back to exercise. Oh, yeah. Actually, no. Before that, let's let's just do a little bit of a gab update, <laughs> a pregnancy update. Really, I have the puffiest feet ever over the last few days. Even now, I'm just I'm looking down at these like, like if I was a cartoon character, I'd have like cubed feet, sort of like Gumby. That's, that's that's how my my feet look at the moment, and I'm also getting quite cumbersome. I would say these days, cumbersome Otherwise, is a wonderful word, isn't it? Like just even rolling over in bed. My husband and I have this joke that I'm like a um, what is it like a like a cruise ship going out to leaving Sydney Harbour? I'm just like <laughs> so long as you're not full of COVID, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And about to get off the ship and give it to everybody else. Yeah, um, yeah like just so you know, quite slow moving. Um, otherwise, you know, no, no kind of main complaints. I, I feel generally okay, but exercise has gone out the fucking window. Like it's not. It's, it How many weeks are you? Thirty-three. Yeah, I just think so, about that. Also, let's just <laughs> let's just calm the farm. Thirty-three <laughs> weeks, gentle walking when you get a chance is <sighs> is really. I mean, come on, that's. That, that's all you need to be aiming for. And, and whatever your beautiful physiotherapist is prescribing. But but it's also like, isn't it, isn't it amazing how like, um, you know, like all the literature that I'm reading is saying, you know, it's really good to keep active during pregnancy. There's so many benefits to it. Um, keep, you know, try and walk as much as possible. And then, you know, in, in later pregnancy, walking really helps to make sure baby turns the right way so that it's easier for the t- the chin tuck and to, you know, come on, come on out the, the canal. But like... Oh God! Like the the reading that on paper and then 
the reality of that some days is just like, no, those those two yep. things don't talk to each other. They Who don't wrote this? this? Who wrote this book? What <laughs> man that's never been pregnant wrote this book? <laughs> oh, God, it's so hard. But, you know, I did manage to get to the pool a few weeks ago for a delightful float, uh, the old Bronte Baths, which I freaking oh, love. Delightful. Oh, my God. Like, it wasn't a workout. I didn't do any laps or anything. I was just kind of floating there and doing some gentle kicking but damn it felt so good to be weightless like it was just and I would have you know getting in and out of that pool is probably the workout really (laughs) because the the effort from going from being totally weightless to then all of a sudden oh yeah there we go I've got it I'm carrying everything again oh yeah and theoretically like we spoke about when we uh when we chatted about sort of swimming as exercise and the benefits of water therapy and hydrotherapy is that that hydrostatic pressure of being in water should help to alleviate some of that puffiness hopefully in we'll theory. In theory, in theory. Either way, it just feels it feels good. I am also very close to parental leave kicking in. So that's like and I keep telling myself, like I've been I've been very busy with work the last few weeks and I will continue to be quite busy until I go and leave. And I keep telling myself, I do I keep doing that thing that we've always done where I'm like, as, <laughs> as soon as work finishes, then I'll have all this time and then and then the exercise will kick in. And it's like, why do we do that? Like that's not the time. What are you nope. <laughs> like sure, I, I will have more brain space to go for some gentle walks and, and maybe get to the pool a bit more, that kind of stuff. And I look forward to that. But also, yeah, it's just it's a constant mental battle of being like, no, like you're not going on a holiday. No, exactly. There's, <laughs> like, a, there's not- a reason for this uh, <laughs> this parental leave. You got shit to do and a lot. Like there's a lot to organise. So, yeah, it's – anyway, it's pretty funny. But obviously, yeah, we, we know from a lifetime of experience that exercise habits don't stick if you try to make them when you go on holidays, even though I'm not going on holidays, but you know what I mean. But we'll get to yes. get to more yeah. on that later. <laughs> I mean, I, not even just with exercise. I've I've fallen into that into that mindset of like, oh, as soon as this is, as soon as I've done this, I'll have so much so more much time, time for activities. <laughs> I remember the I remember going like, as soon as I finish my HSC, which is the the the, the New South Wales, it's probably changed name by now, but the New South Wales version of your final, you know, end of, end your of year exams, school, yeah, end yeah. of end of school exams. It's like as soon as I finish my HSC, I'll have so much more time for all of these activities. Oh, hang on, as soon as I finish university, yeah. Oh, as as, as soon as I've you know. <laughs> Graduated med school as soon as soon as soon. So so much time, so much time. Yeah, yeah. Like in this office, as soon as distant- you go on parental leave, <laughs> you know, have all the time in the world. As soon as oh. I retire, goddammit. <laughs> all the mums listening are just like yelling, yelling back right now, going "fuck off" with all of your time that's gonna <laughs> kick in. Like it's not a thing. Oh, I have so much time when I've got a newborn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, oh man, but that's the thing. Like it's. It's it's that's the that's the trick I think that's the trick with anything that you want to achieve in life anything that you want to try and squeeze into your life it has to happen during the daily grind yeah because otherwise you're never going to do it like you know waiting for the waiting for retirement waiting for end of university waiting for end of when the kids finally finish school whatever it is whatever you're waiting for mm-hmm. just it. Once you get there, it's not necessarily going to happen. So you, if you want to do it, you really want to do it, you've got to do it now and you've got to figure yeah. out a way to, you know, realistically fit it into your life, whatever that is. Anyway, this is more of a philosophical chat today, isn't I was it? like, I am, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> 
We've had one week off. We've cut the exercise, oh. and this is just a chat show between we're, you we're, and me. We're, we're, we're facing our own mortality. We're facing parenthood. I've got chunky anyway, this, feet. Anyway. This is the, uh, for those of you just joining us, uh, you're listening to Women Like You, the podcast for women who hate working out but know they should. And currently, we have lost the plot. We have. We have. No, we'll get the plot back. Okay. So, so All right. Australians, Let's talk fitness. Yeah. Australians uh, are, sh- are basically giving the big finger to the summer shred, this idea of the summer shred. If you're not familiar with the concept of the shred, shredding is just a stupid big fitness term really for those kind of big boot camp type fitness um, programs that you can do or mm-hmm. like CrossFit. It's, you know, it's, you're shredding, shredding, shredding fat, building muscle. That's kind of the concept of the old the shred. shred. There's a, there'll be a winter shred. There'll be an autumn shred. There'll be a spring shred. There's definitely a summer <laughs> shred. I've seen that pop up multiple times. But basically, recently a headline caught my attention, and it's it's from a total fluff piece. Okay. So you know, this is this is not a Cochrane review. No, no, this is <laughs> this is not a peer reviewed piece of uh, literature. Uh, okay. It is a fluff piece, but it caught my it caught my attention, and I thought it was an interesting talking point. Uh, the headline itself was "Summer Shred Fitness Trend is Actually an Urban Myth," according to new research. Now, I am here for this type of headline. I'll say it straight out. Um, I saw this article on nine.com.au. Full disclosure: I can't find this so this so-called research that they said in the headline. So I'm kind of completely referencing the article here. Um, they quote a study, uh, and I again put that in quotes: <laughs> a study done by the app My Fitness. Pal, now this is an oh, app yeah. that I know my fitness pal. Yeah, well, I've downloaded my fitness pal. <laughs> Me too. I've got. I've, it's, I've undownloaded it. I've redownloaded it. <laughs> it's just sitting on my on my phone. I I opened it. I looked at it for a day. I never used it again. It's still there. I could yep. get rid of it anyway. It's just there collecting data. Um, so <laughs> apparently, they recently released some of their data showing that Australians generally don't get around the summer shred. Data from app users showed that activity levels dropped in the lead up to the silly season which dropped. is dropped which is hmm. for us that's that's summer basically 37% of users logged exercise in October last year this dropped to 29% in December last year and this decline in exercise has been a trend over the last 5 years again according to my fitness pal and their users and their data only 34% of users logged exercise in October this year which is very interesting yeah, well, I guess there are some caveats to this. Now, obviously, as you said, you know, study in inverted commas, <laughs> research in inverted commas, but this data is from one fitness app and uh, and we can't find these details from the app company themselves, only through third-party websites. And not all users would be logging activity religiously, which would definitely skew the data. And uh, And I think, you know, much like yourself, much like myself, there would be a lot of inactive users who, you know, who have downloaded a fitness app, used it once and then <laughs> let it sit there for years without looking at it again. And, you know, never forget that my fitness pal is a business. So they'll no doubt be using this as an opportunity to plug their product and how to keep on track in the holiday season. But yep. I guess there's, you know, what's interesting about this is that they are a global company and they do have users all over the world. And the fact that they've been able to spot some sort of trend in Australia that's different from how people in the Northern Hemisphere might approach their summer, I think, is is of interest. Yeah. So, you know, for our uh, for our Northern Hemisphere folks, 
The holiday season falls smack bang in the middle of winter, which can sometimes be the hardest time to exercise, particularly if you live in a you know properly cold place when it's cold. The sun comes up late, it goes down early, it's dark, it's wet, it's rainy, it's snowy. Whereas for us here in Australia, holiday season is in summertime, which while the weather might be more conducive to exercise, at least in theory, um, <laughs> you know, it's also party time. You know, yeah. this is when this is when your Christmas work party is happening. This is when you you're catching up for some you know some summer drinks with your girlfriends. Yeah. Um, so you know, we you you really do have to kind of take into into consideration that that our summer and the Northern Hemisphere summer you know, lands at a very different time of our social calendars. Yes, yes, absolutely. Everyone in the Northern Hemisphere is rugging up and chugging delicious mulled wine and eating all the treats in December and January. By the time their summer rolls around in the middle of the year, it's easier to kind of get out and enjoy those longer days and that temperate weather and therefore easier to get into a good exercise habit or summer shred. Whereas we spend the middle of the year struggling to keep up the motivation to exercise. Hello, exercise slots. <laughs> and when summer rolls around, it's at the end of a very long year. All we want to do is be basically elbows deep in pavlova and champagne and preferably sedentary in a pool on some sort of flotation device. You know, it's not it's not it's not the time that no, makes no. you go, Yes, I wanna I've Absolutely. got all this energy after a massive twelve months. Now is the time. Bring me an Aperol spritz and a pool noodle and I'm sorted. <laughs> and then everyone leave me alone. You know, it's interesting. I've, I've thought about this a lot over the years. I would argue the calendar year favours people who live in the Northern Hemisphere more because they actually get two holiday breaks a year. True, true. So they get their big, their big mid-year break is over their summer, which is, yeah, the, the middle of the year. And then they also get the holiday season in December, January. Now, I know not everyone takes a heap of time off over that holiday season at the end of the year, but, you know, most parts of the world, the way business and life is set up is that there'll be some element of public holidays or, you know, time off or designated kind of work holiday time yeah. at that time of year. And then, yeah, they get their big chunky, um, you know, school holiday, uni holiday, end of year kind of four-week holiday for the working crew um, kind of break in the middle of the year. And it's like... Man, that's that. I feel like that the approach approaching a year, knowing you've got like two phases, would yes. see, mentally seems so much easier than us going. Oh, okay, cool. December, January is done, and now we've got a whole twelve months before we do it again. <laughs> it's by the time yes. we get to December, the wheels have fallen off. It's just like pour me a drink and everybody <laughs> fuck off and leave me alone. Wheels? Oh, who <laughs> me? What? Yes. Oh, look, I I know I'm hearing this. Day in, day out with patience at the moment. You know, everyone everyone is is in struggle town by kind of late November, early December. Everyone is just clawing their way to the finish line. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'll I'll take a I'll take a mid-year break. I'd also <laughs> personally, you know, not that I'm a not that I'm the religious type, but I could really go a white Christmas. Yes. Oh, that'd be nice. Mm. Yeah. Instead we get, you know, bushfires or floods really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the other thing to remember is that, and and this is kind of what you were getting at at the, at the beginning of the of of this chat about how oh I'm going on parental leave I'll have so much time to exercise yeah is that we can we can all fall into that habit come come the the holiday break come the sort of Christmas New Year break we know that trying to create a new habit when you're on holiday is just never works no life 
isn't normal. You're not faced with those same day-to-day stresses and responsibilities and busyness. And so you may well get a great little exercise habit kicked off, but it's not the same as the daily grind. Mm. So, you you know, you could be motivated to go for a walk every day once that Christmas New Year festivity is done. But, you know, come the end of January or as soon as work goes back or as as soon as school kicks back in, things will go pear-shaped really quickly. And and look, we know that weather also affects our exercise habits. So if it's too hot or too cold, research has shown that those exercise levels will reduce. And when, you know, ultimately when we set this, you know, unrealistic exercise plan in our limited time off that we get from work and then we go back to that daily grind and don't keep it up, we just feel shit. Yes. Yes. And we've done that many times in our life. Yeah. I'm 45, so, you know, we're, we're talking tens and tens of times yep. that I would have done that as yep. an adult. Oh, 100%. You know, what I love about this so-called research, quote-unquote, though, you know, if it is true or, you know, if, if this data does reflect the fact that Australians are giving big, big fitness, you know, the, the big finger basically, a big F you, um, it, I love it because it's kind of like they're saying – or we're saying to these companies, like these companies are vying for our money and our attention, right? Particularly at this time of year. And Australians are going, no, just, you know, piss off, open a bottle of something. And, um, you know, I'm just going to enjoy myself. We're actually prioritizing life, you know, having a good time, connecting and spending time with loved ones and friends over, uh, yeah, basically what would shredding. Yeah, shredding. Like I was going to say super superficial <laughs> things like shredding. I mean, I don't want to say it's superficial because if that's important to you. No, no. That's, that's important to you, but but a lot of it is it does come down to that your importance is based on the way you look. Mm. Um, and so that's kind of what I mean when I say superficial. And I love the idea that on mass we're all just going, "Get fucked." Like I'm, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I refuse. No. Not this year. (laughs) And, you know, I would say, again, putting that the the data or the research in in a big chunky caveat, I would say, though, this trend rings true for me because before I started exercising regularly, putting my pregnancy time to the side for a second, but before I started exercising regularly, the end of the year was always my excuse to say, ah, well, you know, like I haven't exercised all year, so why start now? Anyway, pop another bottle of champagne and away we go. And then, you know, I'd make some lame New Year's resolutions to exercise or lose weight and I wouldn't stick to them and whatever and we'd go around the cycle again. resolutions? (laughs) My God, I would have like a spreadsheet with exactly like suddenly how my life was going to look entirely different and I'd be doing, you know, I'd be doing, you know, yoga from six until seven, you know, a run from seven till 7.30. From then, then I'll a have green like juice. then I'll have a yeah I was gonna say a green smoothie and a wheatgrass <laughs> and then you know I I mean I used to go hardcore on those New Year's resolutions yeah only um, to give yeah, them up you know till about weeks fifteen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good you know like yeah I would enjoy the shit out of summer and I would definitely prioritize food and booze and relaxing over physical activity I guess the last two summers have been a little bit different for me because. At those times, I have been someone who's been exercising more regularly. Even then, I've still let it relax over the holiday season because, you know, mentally I'm cooked and doing less just feels better and more achievable at that time. I guess the difference now, though, is that once that holiday season has been over, I've been able to get back into the habit much more easily than in previous years. So, you know, I guess whether this research is reflective of our 
broader exercise habits or not. It's kind of, it's good, I think, to relax in summer in Australia because it's hot, you're tired, and we literally have just run a marathon for 12 months and we don't get that midway, you know, most of us, unless unless you're lucky enough to have a lot of annual leave up your sleeve, a lot of us yeah. don't get a huge break in the middle of the year. You know, there might be a week or two here, but yeah, nothing nothing like a big sort of, you know, four to six chunky week slog. Mm. So yeah, kind of, you do just want to chill a bit. And I think the key is to make sure it's not going too far in the party direction so that you end up writing yourself off. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that can also happen. Um, you know, it, it can be a high stress time because, you know, there is a lot of family commitments and, and tasks and busyness. So, you know, you don't want to start the new year feeling like you're already exhausted, burnt out and generally feeling a bit gross after overdoing the champers. You know, go for go for walks, go for swims when you can, but just don't stress about it. Like, just, just don't yes. worry about it. Don't basically. stress about it. And, and look, if if this is a time of year where you do get the opportunity to actually you know, have some downtime, you're not in the nine to five grind, and you've got some more time to spend with you know friends and family. Look, you can still like you can still do some some movement. You can still do some physical physical activity. And, you know, this is in, in Australia. Come on, it's the perfect time for some backyard cricket. Yes. It's the perfect time for, you know, swimming races, and I mean races also in inverted commas, against your siblings, against your kids in the, you know, in the pool if you're lucky enough to have one. It doesn't have to, you know, you don't have to be so strict and formal with your exercise, but you can still enjoy some movement if and when you feel like it. Yeah. And otherwise just don't stress. If it's not happening, you know, then then it's the time to lean back on that incidental exercise and go, well, actually, you know, how did today really look? Like I was on my feet all day or I was chasing mm. after kids all day or, you know, I was, you know, running errands all day, doing shopping, all that kind of stuff. So like, you know, there's still a lot of physical activity. It might it might not fit into the kind of traditional exercise box, but it is still there. You don't have to then, you know, beat yourself up if you're not designating, you know, an extra 45 minutes to go on said walk or run or swim or mm. whatever. But yeah, I, I also wanted to revisit some excellent notes that we made during an episode literally this time last year the episode was about why you shouldn't start exercise an exercise habit when you're on holidays is that a year ago yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) so these are the notes literally verbatim we had reminder it's a really really busy time of year there's often more parties and indulging emotions and stresses are high don't don't feel guilty for relaxing and enjoying yourself Do prioritize tiny windows of exercise for self care, not because you've enjoyed good food and wine with people you love, but because it will help with the mental load. Nice. Do not start a new exercise routine if you haven't been exercising regularly all year. Check. Just have a fucking holiday. I love this. Just have a fucking holiday. Enjoy it. Don't make plans to exercise that you'll feel guilty for not keeping. Draw a line under it. You will enjoy yourself more. Then in the new year, when life is back underway in full swing, we can work towards creating a small daily habit. And then capital letters, now is not that time. Hooray for Hollywood. I agree. (laughs) Hooray for us 12 months ago writing those exceptional notes. Yes. So that you don't look. Um, my goodness, twelve months. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, that's wild. It is. Gosh, our lives have changed a lot. In twelve months. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Cow. Oh, I love it. And look, you know, uh, we've this this episode has been um, very loosely based on some very sceptical <laughs> data from a big fitness app <laughs> oh, via the Nine News app. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but- 
the nine news coming out. But you know, I think there's some good takeaways in there. And I just love the And idea. even if it's all rubbish, I still like the I still like the takeaway the takeaway message, which is ah, bugger it. Yeah, it's bugger Christmas. It. Just enjoy yourself. Just enjoy yourself. I love the idea. I've got this visual image of just a group of Australians just giving their fucking finger to a big fitness and be like, <laughs> fuck you, summer shred. I won't do it. I won't do it. Mm. <sighs> anyway, I just want to be elbows deep in a pavlova. Me too. And a flotation device. I mean, I'm a flotation device, I guess, at this point. podcast is produced by me gab burke and music is by hamish cavallari please subscribe to our weekly newsletter except when i'm sick and can't get to write it but we'll say it's an almost entirely weekly newsletter which is available at womenlikeyoupodcast.com semi-regular semi semi-regular semi-lucid my name is sarah and i am gab and uh you actually found some really interesting uh things to talk about for next week's episode yes because i thought we haven't uh, it was only like a few weeks ago that we were discussing skin cancer but there is some really interesting uh data that has come to light about the the benefits of regular exercise in preventing various types of cancer. And whilst I know it can be a little bit heavy, always uh, always chatting about the C word, well, that C word, um, <laughs> I think it's, again, you know, at the end of the day, one of my greatest motivations for getting out of bed and doing a bit of regular exercise is preventative health. So if we can, uh, we yeah, we'll, we'll bring a little, bit, uh, a little bit more information to light about the ways in which regular exercise can prevent certain forms of cancer. Awesome. And also because Sarah is going to be leading the way with this episode, we know that the research and the data that she's going to bring is actually from (laughs) nine.com.au and uh, it's not questionable. We will get you some some quality peer-reviewed data and uh, and, no fluff pieces next week. No. I don't mind mind a fluffy episode. Sometimes we need need a a, a bit of a fluff and a giggle. And on that note... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is hard to giggle your way through a cancer episode. Let's it is face true. It. That's true. That's true. Oh, a bit of a fluff and a giggle. Oh, that's great. Fluff and a giggle. <laughs> sounds like some dirty, terrible. Yeah. So, no, to me, it sounds like some kind of terrible, like British sitcom. <laughs> fluff. Yes, fluff and giggle. Um, anyway, we've we've, we've officially it, yeah, uh, it's we've done. done. Anyway, love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Outro music. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say. And on that note, we're done. Big name in the water.